0: Welcome to this week's Two Average Ordinary Guys, episode four. We're going to talk some fun 80s, 90s type stuff, right?
1: That's great. And plus four is my lucky number. Did well, you
0: know that? I did not know that. Any any reason why?
1: Yeah, yeah, because of my birthday.
0: Oh, October 4th. Yeah,
1: it's on the 4th, right? yeah.
0: But we are going to talk about Operation Odessa, the the the, the, uh, the documentary, Talking Head documentary that was yep. on... It uh, started out on Showtime, I believe, and then uh, it's on Netflix now. That's fun. Yeah. And then uh, that kind of took place in the... Late '80s to early '90s into the mid '90s, so we'll kind of talk a little '80s '90s fashion because in the
1: there was a lot of that. There was in a in lot of that <laughs> in the show, so that yeah.
0: was, was kind of cool. Now we're gonna start off. We're gonna we're gonna start off with the word of the day, and then we're gonna go into uh, a new segment where we play a random game, which should be fun. Okay. So the uh, the word of the day is Xinyan. Xinyan.
1: So is that sounds. Uh Dare I say it? A little Asian.
0: Maybe. No, no, I don't think so. Xinyan. I don't think Xinyan. it is. I think it... Well, yeah. Uh, it's uh, C-H-I-G-N-O-N. Oh. Okay. Let's look at the etymology of this word so I can get... Um, yeah, let's take uh it, it may be because the, what they're using in the description they're talking about, um, they're using Asian names, so... I think,
1: for some reason, this has to do with garment um some sort of garment or maybe something in the hair something maybe uh some sort of ornamentation maybe it's the way a hair is worn but i think it has something to do with a dress uh, or hair or a dress am i in the ballpark
0: one of those is correct
1: um one of them's correct one of them is correct i'm gonna go with something worn in the hair
0: it's not something worn in the hair. Okay. It's a roll of hair worn at the nape of the neck.
1: Oh, so a way that the hair's yeah, positioned like a, a, style yeah. or styled. Yeah,
0: and I'm pretty uh, like French is what I was thinking, but in, in all of these New York Times just dis- uh, like descriptions of the word or like further into it when they're talking about the etymology, they're they're using like Asian names, so I don't. I yeah. Mean, so
1: I was thinking I might have heard this, or but I thought <laughs> I, I thought it had something to do with costuming.
0: It's kind of like a bun. I mean, it's a bun. It's a bun. It's yeah. a bun. Yeah. So, close.
1: Yeah. Well, right. I, I have a surprise for you, since right. you like to do this to me. Yes. You have taken it upon yourself to get some card games over the past uh, day or two. Yeah. And yeah. I've looked at said card games. Yep. And I'm going to bust one out here for you. I don't know how to play these games, but I'm going to make up the way to play it. Sounds okay. good. Yeah, that, that, so that's gonna fr- work better. The first one that I'm gonna pick out is called Misery Index. Okay. Okay. Now, what I've gathered from looking at this is there's two sets of cards. One's kind of like the wimpy deck, and the other one's the man. This is a tornado hit your house type of deck. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna deal you out four cards. Okay. And you're gonna rate them. Okay. From. Uh, worst or least miserable to most, most miserable. miserable okay gotcha. okay all right so that's what we're gonna do first I'm gonna g- go from the wimpy deck go ahead take four Jonathan is pulling for he's, oh, he's very slow and methodical with us Sorry. oh now he's just past- oh s- wow he's going yeah. deep into the deck
0: yeah, that's right all right and what have you got all right read so. those off to the audience we have favorite local team relocates so it'd be like the mud hens move to like <laughs> I don't know. Like Macomb. Yeah. Or, or Cincinnati or something. Okay. Uh friend borrows two thousand dollars. Okay. Oh, I I should say the the, the favorite local team that really locates, that's a misery index of forty one point five.
1: Oh yeah, that has numbers on it. That's the uh, friends
0: that borrow two grand um is a misery index of forty three point five. Okay. New my new tires hit a nail, that's a nine point five. Okay. And then uh I step on a plastic toy with bare feet, which is point five.
1: Now, I think that these are all very relative to, you know, how miserable they would be to you yeah. might not be that way to me. Yeah. So go ahead and rate these for us. All
0: right. So the thing that would annoy me the least would be, I mean, I mean, it's the one with the least misery index. Like I, you know, I step on, I have two boys, so I step on plastic toys pretty frequently. It stinks. It hurts. I get really mad about it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I would rather that happen than hit new, uh, hit, you know pop my tires with some nails or...
1: So climb that misery ladder. So you're putting them in order
0: as... I'm putting... So number one, I would do... I I would actually say step on bare feet is the easiest. Easiest one. Um, I would say probably local team relocates would be my least because it affects me a lot less. Okay. Um, It's very selfish so far. It's (laughs) very, very selfish. Welcome to John. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then I would probably say... Um. See, it says new tires hit hit a nail. Like all of them. Like you just you just bought tires. Yeah. And you just blew one out. But did I run over like all four tires hit nails? Like I'm out. I mean, no, we're just gonna spare you. Just one, just one. But but again, now it's not a matching pair. Yeah.
1: Maybe you go back to the dealer. They don't have that one. Yeah. And you know,
0: I deal with it. Uh, That would be three. Okay. And then friend borrows two grand would be.
1: That's your worst one.
0: That's my worst one.
1: Well, I guess I'm not borrowing shit <laughs> today. <laughs> okay. Well, let's. Uh, that's very interesting. That tells yeah. us a lot about you. But yeah. let's let's uh, kick this up a notch here. Okay. Okay. And let's get into a more miserable deck of
0: cards. I, I love and it. And See how you yeah. can deal with it. I I, I have I have a feeling it's going to be worse, a lot worse, because that was relatively easy. <laughs> okay. All right. Here you go. I'm
1: I'm fanning out the deck for John. Okay. And he is again going to pull four magic cards out of here i hope you i saw one in there earlier and i hope you get it (laughs) there's probably no way because i'm he's drawing out of like 300 cards
0: here all right i got this uh, last one here okay what do you got so i got um chronic insomnia sounds awful (laughs) well you already kind of have that i do with children okay um and businesses um Develop agoraphobia and cannot leave the house. Kind of dealing with that right now too. You are with COVID. It's, it's and uh, yeah. Uh, next would be adrift with your mailman must drink his urine. That sounds awful. That's uh Yoder, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> the UPS guy. Yeah. Good lord. Um, and then uh, my house burns down. So that would be that would be the absolute worst. So um, I would say um, honestly, like when I when I take a when I when I really think about this, like yeah. The, the chronic insomnia would, uh, would would suck, but I I would think that there would be some mm-hmm. sort of uh some sort of help that I would be able to get for that to be able to. Follow. Why
1: are you changing the rules of this game, John? I'm not changing the rules. Yes, you are. You're saying, you're saying I, that there's a way that this is going to be combated by somebody else is going to come and help you, and it's not. <laughs>
0: All I'm saying is that I have to logically reason my way to this. So that would be that would be coming in at one for me. You can That'd beat be the it. Easiest way. Okay. Here. All right. It's beatable. Um, I would probably say, in this current, see, it says your house burns down. Yeah. It doesn't say your family is in the house <laughs> when the house burns down. <laughs> and since like all of the pictures nowadays are on the cloud, I wouldn't really lose that. I have insurance. Yeah. Um. A lot of that stuff would get replaced. Okay. So that would probably be two. I mean, that's the high that's a misery index of eighty four. That's the highest one I've had, but it would probably come in at number two for me.
1: Wow. You you are a a Enigma. (laughs) Okay. Um, House burns down, folks, and
0: (laughs) he barely bats an eye because he's dead awake and he can't go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Um um then i'm left with uh, develop agoraphobia and cannot leave the house so like i i'm a social person i love going out and doing things i love spending time with people i love talking so i, I suppose i could talk with agoraphobia but i want to go do i like you know i want to go out
1: you, you know? don't want to be in that prison i like
0: traveling you know um i don't want my kids to see me at home all the time and think that i'm a loser just
1: puttering around the house yeah
0: totally like why does dad never leave you know <laughs> Um, but I also, because he's scared, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind being adrift with a mailman. Now, if there's certain mailmen that we're talking about, I would not want to be adrift with them.
1: You know which one we're talking but about.
0: But I don't want to drink anyone's urine, let alone, like not even mine. Like, so let alone some dude, I don't know. So this Jonathan, is,
1: it's a sterile solution.
0: I get it. I get it. But it's a very personal experience <laughs> with said person. <laughs> right you know? yeah i guess i mean there is thankfully cups on the picture so um I, I they're, don't know. they're keeping it civil i don't know how we're adrift and we have cups but nothing else but whatever it's, all it's right. a game you so fashion them for me uh, um i i really don't want to drink somebody else's pee so i, I think i'm probably going to do the agoraphobia thing and then hope that a specialist helps me out and then I just I don't want to drink some dude's pee. That's the last, right? Yeah. That's
1: the last one. So that's weird about the pee drinking because you wouldn't touch anyone's urine either. I would I w- not. Yeah. So that goes along with your rule yeah. of eating things. You'll touch it when it's alive. Eat if, it when it's I dead. If I
0: touch it when it's alive, I'll eat it when it's dead. Yeah. So very good. So yeah, yeah, you'll you'll see that I'm a very uh very principled person. I
1: have learned a <laughs> lot from you. <laughs> and about you just now
0: well that's 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 awesome i'm glad i could uh could help you learn more about myself
1: i i'm happy
0: all right awesome well we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about operation odessa all I'm right excited. And we're back so operation odessa it's, it's a documentary that's currently on netflix uh came out on showtime uh, in 2018 but it's starting to pick up steam right now as people are starting to watch it but this kind of hit all the buttons for me it's it's uh dealing with like 80s 90s time frame you're dealing with guys that are just kind of these like bigger than life personalities that are doing these highly illegal things but they don't really care they're
1: they're globetrotting
0: they're globetrotting there's uh you know DEA agents and uh, FBI agents that are yeah, looking. It into is these. it
1: is kind of like a, a poor man's um, James Bond. Yeah, kind of you know? like yeah, like
0: on the other side, it's like how do you, it's like how does Doctor Evil get his equipment? Like and these guys are how that happened. Yeah, and and uh, so for for those of you that haven't seen this, so to kind of set it up, uh, there's this uh there's this, they they in the film they call him Russian, but he's he part of the Soviet Union. Um, he's from Odessa, Ukraine, uh, which was part of the Soviet Union. He comes over here in like 1981, uh, is what they said. Uh, He settles into New York and somehow gets tied in with the Gambino crime family. Um, He kind of said, "Well, when you come to America, uh, you can be anything you want. You can choose to be like a movie star, or you can choose to be like a Gambino crime member." This is
1: exactly what Arnold Schwarzenegger said too. He (laughs) He,
0: he chose well. That's right. He wins, <laughs> but so, it kind of
1: kind of did remind me of when he was talking up like that, yeah. and that he was an immigrant. Yeah. and uh, it did kind of remind me of arnold schwarzenegger i'm like oh he chose the other one <laughs> exactly
0: well the fascinating thing here is that like in america you really can if you want to try hard enough to become something you you have the, the potential to do it
1: it's funny that you say you know that you brought that up about an immigrant coming here and they have this view it's it's almost like they immigrants feel that way much more than even people who were lucky enough to be born here right they really see the opportunity
0: there's an ease of um it's, it's a, a velocitization of living in america right where it's like you know you get on the expressway and you're going 70 miles an hour and after like 10 miles 70 miles an hour it feels like 40 miles an hour you yeah. just become used to it and <clears throat> as americans that grew up here we become used to a certain way of life and we don't have that hunger of knowing what it's like to actually have hunger right so it's like somebody that that comes from a place that's not as well established, or whatever you want to say. It's just
1: not as privileged. I mean, really. As, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: When you're coming from a place like that, then it's you're kind of like, I, I'm going to do whatever I can to make make it happen. And whenever you work harder, typically it happens.
1: It's just so funny again, though, to see you know uh, a foreign person, somebody, yeah. you know, live in the American dream.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? It's 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 dead to a lot of us. Yeah. But to them, yeah, it's still. Very, life very alive yeah and
0: kicking so anyways uh, Tarzan his name's Ludwig uh, Feinberg but he goes by but uh, goes by Tarzan I don't know why uh, but uh, so he he joins up with the uh, Gambino crime family and he says he he <clears throat> was kind of like the, uh, the arsonist of the Gambino crime family so he, like him and this other guy would go and set fires and
1: which it must be a huge operation because that's his sole job is just <laughs> to burn things down I'm the
0: fire guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> But they said that it, he said that he didn't have to do a whole lot because the uh, the fire department would pretty much destroy everything else pretty easily He's, if you just started the blaze they would destroy everything that's right they'd show up and
1: they they'd break out the windows and pull out the furniture and, and chop down spray the doors everything yeah. down
0: and try to get put the fire out so but um, he seemingly enjoyed that line of work for a relatively long time yeah um, until his partner comes up dead. And it didn't say whether the DEA killed his partner or the Gambinos killed his partner. But either way, that was enough for him to be like, I should probably rethink what I'm doing. That's right. And
1: instead of him (laughs) rethinking what he was doing, he just moved and did it somewhere else.
0: (laughs) Goes to Miami, right? And I mean, ultimately, if you're if it's like in mid 80s and, uh, you know, you're involved in corruption, uh, I, I would prefer to be corrupt in Miami. Uh, as opposed to being corrupt in, in New York City. A um, little nicer weather, a little better scenery, all that sort yep. of thing. So it so moves there. Uh, starts a strip club named Porky's. Now, this is interesting because his favorite movie was Porky's. Porky's. But this is also the place where Porky's was filmed so so it uh it turns into a bit of a nostalgia
1: actually his favorite movie was gone with the wind but he didn't think that would be a good name for a strip club <laughs> yeah
0: yeah the period correct stuff would kind of so, get away yeah
1: so Porky's, and he kind of modeled it um after the movie in a lot of ways yeah um
0: I kept, kept it kind of looking the same yeah and then and then he hired this like really short like all i can remember about this guy is that he's very short he didn't have a neck and his arms are really short Okay. He's like, yeah, but he hired him to kind of manage the the club.
1: Well, who was that? Was that was I mean, it was wasn't the guy who double crossed him.
0: No, it was it was the guy that it, him and his wife ran this place oh, that's right. for okay. him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he they keep going back to him throughout the he seems like a he seems he seems like the guy that's kinda like, Yeah, this is what happened. I know what's going on and <laughs> I, I, know. I know how to make this place run. And he's every place has one of those guys and this is that guy. I just remember him. Like I always whenever I think of Ja Rule, I think of, oh, wife beater with no shoulders. When I think of <laughs> this guy, I think of no neck and short <laughs> arms. Uh, um so <laughs> anyway So this guy's running the place, and they're kind of known for being like the place where you could get killed going to a strip club. But it's also extremely popular because Tarzan's. Oh, that's
1: right. Because this was a very dangerous joint that he he owned. Because because the Russian mob would come there. They would come there. They knew they found out that a Russian owned it. Yep. And they start just started frequenting it, and. um,
0: You had the Russian mob, and then you had the Colombian cartel. So all the different cartels from South America, Central America, were actually hanging out here. The Cuban traffickers were hanging out here, and then you had the Russian mob hanging out. And they were all the, – the fear in Miami was that these things were going to connect, and they actually did. And that's where a lot of the murders – like when you hear back to Miami being like the number one uh, dangerous, most dangerous place in the U.S., the most crime-ridden city – This is that time period because you had those three kind of forces kind of meeting all in the streets of Miami.
1: Yeah. You know, the interesting thing is that if you didn't know, if you just heard this story, you might think, oh, part of Scarface is based off of this. Like little things are based off of this story. Yeah. Um, But it is really kind of a symptom of somebody looking up to. Yeah. Scarface and and kind of uh, living that, trying to live that lifestyle.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's 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 attractive. I mean, it's it's attractive to that type. I like. I don't look at Scarface and be like, I can't wait to aspire to that. But a lot of people do, and this is this is a, a sect of people that, that really did. So after this club is really kind of popping, and they're known for like getting, you know, they're like, I guess they're kind of like known according to this documentary mm-hmm. as being the first. Um, uh gentlemen's club or whatever you want to say strip club that would bring in pornographic stars uh, to oh, that's kind of right. draw people in right? right yeah and they would do all kinds of crazy things to be able to get people interested meanwhile he meets this guy named Juan Almeida who was like the exotic car guy literally like up the road
1: which is so funny because this guy when you see him he doesn't look like a Juan Almeida no no he looks very he looks like a Bob <laughs> Wasnowski. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It looks very like he looks like 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 your buddy's dad that always hangs out at the country club. <laughs> that, that, that's what like that's what he looks like. That's, that's right. And uh, so, anyways, they get connected. This one Amita guy is uh, like owns this uh, boat and exotic car place. So he has yeah, like he custom would custom cars, custom, custom boats. boats yeah. And then he would be he was the guy that would get you whatever you needed. So you wanted the new Ferrari Testarossa. He had asked how many he wanted. He would fly <clears> to for uh, fly to Italy, broker the deal, then fly his, uh, fly a charter a C 130 to go over a cargo jet and then bring it back. Um, and he did that for everybody. And his, his big, his big line in this whole thing was, yeah, I just, I don't ask them what they do. Like, I'm not the cops. I don't care what you do. It's legal for me to sell you a car or build you a special boat or whatever. So don't tell me what you're going to do with it. Cause I don't care. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Too. And the other thing about this, that is super hilarious. Is these guy um, this tar- Tarzan? They call him Tarzan. Yeah, well, we, I think would it's say, an we would say Tarzan, Tarzan, right?
0: I think it's an accent thing, but
1: but um, this fella, everybody loved him. Now in the documentary, it's hard to see what is so incredibly lovable about this guy. I mean, he's he was he's giant. He's a thick guy. He looks like he could be a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, uh, like a bear or something, and. Uh, everybody loved him and uh, so everybody in the show kept saying oh when I met Tarzan I you know I felt like I knew him forever and he became my best friend within a half an hour that so which is kind of seeming d- uh, delusional right. then on the flip side <laughs> Tarzan said about the one guy oh he's a very good looking guy and blah blah and you're like what the hell is this guy <laughs> talking about yeah. you know he wasn't yeah. a good guy. he was just no. like the most average looking <laughs> Looky, guy that yeah, you'd yeah. ever you would never yeah. notice him if he's walking in somewhere.
0: And he said the same thing about like Tony. Tony yesterday yeah. as well, which is like also just looks like your average Cuban guy.
1: So one of the things about this is that these guys had a, an incredible admiration for one another. Yes, they really did like each other personally. Yep. and this is how they were probably able to pull off this crazy caper. Yeah, you know, or whatever it was. Yeah,
0: yeah. So so kind of moving forward, <clears throat> um, with the connection to the Russian mob. Yeah, that Tarzan had. And then the, the the Colombian drug dealers that Juan Almeida had, um, they kind of came together because at this time, and this time is now 1991, so you have the fall of the Soviet Union, you have these Colombian cartels that really want um, like military-grade equipment, so like helicopters to transport large amounts of cocaine um, and that sort of thing. So one of these... Uh, one of these Colombian cartel members says, hey, uh, we're looking to buy these U.S. helicopters. And these U.S. helicopters are insanely expensive, and they're also very difficult to get because the people that have the government contracts aren't just going to sell a Colombian cartel a helicopter. It's kind of a hard thing to do. Right. So because of Tarzan and his ties back to the former Soviet Union, he's like, oh, well, I can get – we can we can buy some of these from the Soviet Union, and they'll become like pennies on the dollar, and we'll be able to make a lot of money. So they reach out to the Soviet Union, they figure out they're going to buy these, they, they broker the deal, they fly over there, and uh, when they get there, it's like right after the fall. And uh, when they, they're they trying to figure out how are they going to get from Moscow to this little town where not only these helicopters are, but also these motorcycles are going to buy to be able to resell back in the States. And... Um, they they ask if they uh if they can just charter like a helicopter yeah to go there and the lady's like oh, we've never had anybody ever asked to charter to a helicopter I'm gonna have to find out so they're waiting 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 gets to the end of it <laughs> and they're like she's like I don't know if you guys are gonna want to do it because it's gonna be way too expensive yeah and he's like okay well what well she is was it?
1: positive that they weren't going she's, to absolutely positive. when they heard the the price
0: yeah. And then uh, she said it was $500, the equivalent. And they're like, $500? and we just get the whole, like, <laughs> every helicopter you have and fly there? But it was a fantastic story of, like, them getting in this helicopter, this massive helicopter, flying to this little town. They didn't know where they were going. The pilot just That's pulls down in right. the middle of the city. <laughs> and they're just like, hey, how do you get to this little factory?
1: And remember, Tarzan said that the people in that little city, not only hadn't they seen a helicopter in a while, they had never seen a helicopter, helicopter
0: right? yes. <laughs> like what what is what is this? And uh, all they had to do is say they were from Moscow, which wasn't a lie, but because they said they were from Moscow, yeah. everybody just did whatever they asked them to. So um, they were able to the broker the deal, they're on the uh, they're on the airplane getting ready to take off, and then all of a sudden pff, all these these uh, guys with guns roll up and stop the stop the flight. Uh, basically it's the the mob. The they Russian want to ki- they want to kick back. They want their percentage, right? Yep. Because you can't just come in here and take this. They know that they're making a killing and they want their percentage. So Juan convinces them that he's Pablo Escobar. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so so they uh, they figure it out. And then he says he'll bring or figure out a deal for them to be able to move cocaine. So they don't end up having to really pay. Yeah. Um, this fee, they get all this stuff back to the U.S. and everything. But this
1: one guy has to pretend that he's Pablo this was b- the most tense part of the, <laughs> of the whole, whole thing. Yeah, he had to walk in there and act like a big shot, yep. like he could kill you in the snap of a finger. Yep, and convince these guys. Yeah, and he did it.
0: <laughs> right, that's, that, that's awesome. That that's a great. sales job right there. That's like he, <laughs> he nailed it. So, anyways, they go back states everybody's happy they get the c-130 ends up going to columbia first they drop off the helicopters and then flies back to the u.s where they drop off the motorcycles they sell the motorcycles happy times go or happy times ahead right yeah well this everything's going great for tarzan gets a gets the whole uh gets the uh gets started making a lot more money buys a restaurant uh one of his buddies comes along and uh his buddy's kind of down and out on his luck and the the dea are able to flip this guy and basically send him in as a mole and they basically bug his entire restaurant yeah and uh this is where they kind of find out what's really happening so we'll, the next part of this crazy story is that this colombian cartel calls them and says hey we want we want a russian submarine can you do that for us like a nuclear sub and so tarzan said he called his guy and he asked i like to, how tarzan too he's just was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course i mean he yeah, well, I mean, that's how the documentary starts off. Yeah. It's like, he, he's, he's, he's like, yes, yeah. so they ask ask if, if, if I could get him a Russian submarine. So I'll call my guy. My guy goes, do you want it with missiles or without? <laughs> you know, and it's <laughs> like, like that's, a, that's a thing, right? That's right. But now the DEA, the FBI's, and on this whole thing, they've now roped in their uh, this other guy that's kind of the go-between between the cartel. So they're kind of handling the uh, acquisition of these Russian goods. And then this guy, Tony Yester, uh, Nelson Tony Yester is the guy that's kind of brought in to barter, uh, d- to be the guy that talks on behalf and deals on behalf of the Colombian cartel. Yeah,
1: and he's like the real deal.
0: He's like a real deal kind of guy. Yeah. he's like he's like the Tony Montana of Scarface. The kind other guy.
1: guys are kind of um, con artists. Yeah, really. You know, like, I mean, you know, they're
0: they're they're good businessmen and. In, 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 in illicit business. Yeah, right, I mean, right?
1: they, they, but they're shit talkers. Yeah. You know, they do they do talk a lot of smack. They,
0: they do, but they, they actually, they're not... If they tell you they're going to... They deliver. That's right? correct. Yeah, have, I so don't you,
1: mean it, but I'm saying they're a kind of, a kind of car salesman. They're, yeah, very car salesman. Yeah. Made.
0: But at the same time, if you buy something from them, they deliver that.
1: And they take pride in doing and they, that, they, too.
0: They did, and they, they love their connections, right? Now, this other guy, Tony, is different kind of guy right
1: (laughs) He's a different kind of guy
0: (laughs) so uh so anyways before we spoil i mean we spoiled a lot of it for you already so but uh but anyways i i would recommend watching the rest of the rest of this and how tony kind of interacts but he's a the interesting thing with tony is that he's he was on the run for like for forever and they said never in a million years would he ever be on this show and uh he showed up on the show. He asked, he called the guy and said, meet me at this place. Yeah, in South he America. asked to be on the show. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the other way around. He said, if you want the real deal, you've, you've met the waitstaff. Now here's the cooks. If you want to meet the cook, I'm the cook. So they go and they end up talking to him. But,
1: uh. On a technical aspect of this, uh, show too, looking at, um, it was really, really well done. Uh, nice shot. I love the, like the titles, the credits yeah. and things like that. Uh, yeah. Beautiful, really nice music. Um. uh really very
0: very fast pace it was and it wasn't too fast but it also wasn't at no point did i feel like this drug or that i was uh waiting for it to get to get on my story it was
1: by no means action-packed but it was it was infinitely interesting yeah
0: it it was everything was entertaining there was there wasn't like the dea agents were even fascinating to me because they looked like they were like fans yeah of, of juan and tarzan
1: well, it must be uh you know similar to us, you know we have a lot of stories mutual and also you know on our own yeah that we would love to see come to fruition. it must yeah. be very satisfying to I got this great story you guys should make something about yeah, it yeah. and you know there it is
0: but it's also fascinating because it looks like they're really like like they're enamored with these guys yeah. just as much as these Everybody guys are enamored. Tarzan. Yeah, I know it's bad. like like these guys are kind of like smiling. Like I know he screwed me over for years, but I mean he's just a great guy. But he's such a good looking fella. I know. <laughs> but uh, I do highly recommend this uh, documentary. It's fantastic.
1: I, I I liked it, and the other thing is, is I I've, I thought I exhausted all of my documentaries on Netflix, yeah. and then you dumped this one on me, so I was grateful. So thank you
0: cool well, let's take a quick break then on, on the other side let's come back and kind of talk you know since we're already in this 80s 90s era let's talk about some of our favorite and least favorite fashion things from the 80s and the 90s <laughs> All right, and we're back. So clothing you liked from these uh, from Operation Odessa, and then we'll talk just generally 80s, 90s clothing that uh, maybe you didn't see in this that you yeah. like, didn't like, things you wish could come back, things you are glad will, you know, hopefully will never come back.
1: You know, uh, in the documentary, I did notice one thing, yeah. one through line. The women whether they were wearing ba- bathing suits or like oh, they showed a lot of women in bathing suits yeah yeah everything was solid colored yeah now that's uh yeah, something i patterns. didn't really expect from uh, that that era. that era right but they had some some hot pinks some yeah. of the neons but the they were, were solid
0: the colors were right because this time frame that we're talking about is like Eighty six, eighty seven, probably to like 93 yeah like that's really the time frame 93 94 that and that's kind of the pictures are showing so that time frame you're still talking about a lot of hot pink stuff a lot of hot neon green a lot of bright yellows and then that's kind of the, a little poofy hair yeah, uh, yeah. women too Yeah, lots of bangs like a lot that's of something bangs. i noticed lots of lots of teased bangs in this in this thing i also noticed uh it looked like in a couple pictures, I don't know if this was real, but it looked like Tarzan had on uh, like Zumba pants. You remember those? Or Zubas <laughs> yeah. or whatever they're yeah. called. Zuba pants. Talk so
1: about like the kind of the baggy.
0: They were like baggy and they had like all kinds of like they look like animal print sometimes. Or they had like crazy, like it seems like something that like Macho Man Randy Savage would wear. That's right. Yeah. So I saw a lot of pants that were that styled. I saw that too. Um, I didn't see it, but I saw the fanny pack. I didn't see it, but I, I it made me think of the fanny. Pack. It was
1: missing because yeah. I what I did see is when they showed like commoners because a lot of times we're dealing with upper enchilant, yeah, you know, gangsters almost, right? But uh, a lot of tucked in t-shirts, you know what I mean? That That's, was the thing, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, tucked in t-shirts. And the crazy thing is, is now fanny packs are back, but instead of being like the nylon ones, they're sold by Gucci for like fifteen hundred dollars. Which is insane to me Wait, right now. So
1: they're they're back and they're they're, they're stylish,
0: high end, stylish. Oh my god, It's insane. Like I, I, I personally hate them and I think they're extremely tacky. Um, because anytime everyone someone tries to like say that they're cool because of convenience, that, that automatically makes them not cool, right?
1: I guess. I mean, what what's what's better about this than a pocket?
0: I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. I think it's because people want the lines of not having anything in their pockets. Like, I personally hate stuff in my pocket, and I'm not advocating for a fanny pack. Okay. But I don't ever want anything in my pocket. If I can reduce my pot, like, if I can make my, like, like, the cool thing about a Tesla is that the, your car keys, your phone, you don't have it, you, you don't have to carry a key with you, right? Okay. If I can make everything happen on my phone, that would be great because that's a lot less stuff I have to carry with me. I hate, but uh, women it's it's becoming in more popular for women now because they don't want to have to carry a purse and set it down all the time if they can wear their purse around their waist then and, and Gucci can sell them for you know where from 1500 uh, to 300. well,
1: grand. you know I'd have to say too. I don't I, I don't mind the fanny pack as much on a woman than I do on I don't a mind, man and I and that's, I don't really that's, mind very, anything, that's probably very sexist. I don't really mind I get anything, a lot of flack for that.
0: Anything on a woman versus you know like women can get away with whatever they want Yeah, they're, they're women it's easier.
1: Well, women have been kind of screwed out of pockets. They have. In yeah, there, you know what I mean. That yeah. women would have loved pockets, yeah, because yeah. they could have gotten away with purse a lot of times. Yeah, had they had real, po- a lot of times they have pockets, and then you go to put something in it, and it's like, oh, this is fake. Yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> even real.
0: <laughs> but yeah, as a mom, I mean, you you, you you couldn't even get away with a panty panty pack. As a mom, you have to have like the full, the big satchel. Yeah, you gotta have it you could you gotta have the wipes and you gotta have all that sort of thing. And the same thing, I mean, I've, I don't know how many times I've carried a diaper bag with me when it's just me and the kids because you have to have stuff if you have kids. My, my okay.
1: wife had uh, mercy on my soul and got me a backpack. Oh, so, nice. Like, I love backpacks. You know, so yeah, we put the stuff in there, yeah. and it doesn't make Look, me feel, feminine. you know, yeah.
0: Yeah. So horrible. So uh, real quick, top three clothing items from the 80s, 90s that you wish were back, and then one that you hate, and then glad it's not around anymore.
1: Oh, boy. Um, bam. I'm going to go with this right off the—I'm right going to do the parachute pants.
0: Parachute pants? You want them back?
1: need them back yeah we need them back okay. um i don't know why they're kind of awful but there's something about them that's um that you take in a risk it's there's like a of, wearing a fanny there's pack there's a lot of room any room. there's a lot of room um but they're hot they are very hot because so, they're
0: usually made out of flannel
1: i don't know i as a kid i begged my mom for this jacket you know what it was it was the jacket that michael jackson wore in like thriller oh yeah, yeah. The, the red and black the, one. the it was had like a yeah, yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> i had it and you know i had to sell my mom on this idea uh-huh. so right. i don't know what, what year that was like 82 83 something
0: like that right yeah yeah that's the Thriller was 82 right? so
1: like like an eight-year-old a seven-year-old yeah. scotty begging mom yeah. to get me this coat and she's like well you're never gonna wear it i'm like I'm, this goes with everything yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. A red and black leather coat. Right? I never
1: wore it once. <laughs> I, I I never had the guts to do it. Yeah. You know. And uh, another thing that I would like, but that's one thing that shouldn't come back. That okay. jacket was the, was the Michael Jackson. Yeah, coat. it was tough. It was okay, a so tough that's a tough one. Your, yeah. But there's um, I like those jelly bracelets. Remember those? Je- from yeah, me? I remember those. Yeah. Remember yeah, you yeah. could kind of intersect them and yeah, okay. They were solid. Hey, I know those. Yeah. I I liked them. Yeah. I didn't I didn't mind them. Yeah. So those are those are mine.
0: So you had jelly bracelet, you had uh parachute pants. P- parachute pants. What was your other your third? And then
1: my my the one that Oh, the third thing that I need.
0: That, that you wish was back, yeah.
1: Oh dear. I think just like um band band shirts.
0: Band shirts. I okay. Remember you yeah, know yeah, like you just yeah. have like a cool like the, Like your Rush shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like all my Rush shirts, man. All right. Right.
1: But I remember I had a great uh there was a place called the Hollywood Dream Factory down the yeah, street yeah. from us. And we'd go in there and get like, I had a Def Leppard one, and yeah. a Men at Work one, and a Van Halen one, and yeah. uh, Prince, my Prince one was my favorite one, the yeah. Purple Rain album cover. Yeah, yeah. So those are things I kind of miss <clears throat> there. All right. Simple times.
0: I think I'm going to go with... Uh There was, for some reason, a lot of people don't know this. Yeah. um, But in my little part of Kentucky, this was a thing, which is fascinating to me because I don't know how this became a thing there. But there was a sunglass company from France called Varney France. Okay. And there was these shirts that were like Varney France shirts, had a big V on them or whatever, and I loved those. And um, I I wish that I can't. I I would even pay money like for one on eBay right now. So what was it like? It's just a big V, and it had a circle around it, and then they sold sunglasses. I don't know why, but I loved those shirts, and I would always beg my mom for a Varni France shirt. And then, like for a birthday, I would I had like two because I, you know, it's so they, you were, they were like twenty dollars yeah. for a shirt back then, but
1: you were really a swinging dude then yeah
0: yeah when i had my wearing
1: those with my biker shorts so what, it would always have <laughs> the same like pattern but different colors or something
0: well they would have they'd always be like the one at the chest on like the left breast and then there'd be like a graphic on the back gotcha so uh so yeah i wish varney shirts were back i uh, kind of wish hyper color shirts were back loved the hyper color where you like touch it and then you squeeze it and oh. it would change colors
1: yeah i just saw like uh they have um swim trunks now oh nice let's yeah, do yeah. that so yeah i want i, I want a l- pair
0: love the hypercolor um and i, I kind of like uh like they're, they're kind of back now but a lot of people don't know they're back like double breasted suits like i love wearing a double breasted suit but a lot of people when they see one they're like oh that looks really good because they're fitted now and they look really good now but when you when you talk to most Average people, they're like, oh, double-breasted aren't in. I'm like, yeah, oh, they're in. They're cool, but I wish that they were more mainstream.
1: Uh, l- let me ask you a, a dumb question. You're a fashion guy here, yeah. and um, uh, the sh- shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that is.
0: That's out right now.
1: That's out. That's it. But that's those were with double-breasted suits, right?
0: Yeah, typically. Yeah, especially in the 80s because, you know, but like my double-breasted now, I have very thin shoulder pads in there just because I like them more. I I have shoulders. Yeah, me too. And when I have shoulder pads, it looks like my shoulders, it looks like I'm playing football because it looks like they actually go up. Instead of down. Gotcha. So right now, I only put shoulder pads on somebody's custom suit if they have sloped shoulders. Like when I was making fun of Jaw Rule earlier, and I'm like, that dude has no shoulders. I don't know if he doesn't, but that's how I picture him. His wife
1: beater just falls right off. Yeah.
0: So like, like my not the real Jaw Rule, but my imagination of Jaw Rule. Yes. I would put some really heavy shoulder pads on that dude. But, um, but that's what you, or some, everybody's shoulders are different. So your right shoulder might be a little bit more sloped than your left. So if your right one's really sloped, your left one's not, I might put a little bit just on your right one.
1: So you've done that to a customer before you've actually put more yeah, to make on them look side? even.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, but uh, double-breasted suits, I like they are in style, but I wish that they were in style to the point to where everybody knew that they were in style and that they could order them. Cause I would love to sell more double-breasted suits because they just look super cool. Um, yeah. Um, so Thing that I wish that I hope never comes back. Go away. What is it? Yeah, the thing that never comes back. I don't know. I, for me, it would have been like fanny packs. Cause I freaking hate fanny packs, but they came back. Ugh. So I can't really use that. No. So, They're um, here to stay. Yeah. Uh, mullets. Like to keep the mullet away. Because uh, there were a lot of mullets in this. Like Juan Amida had a mullet. Tarzan the, had a mullet was. for a while. There so. was. So, I but, think
1: I, I I've definitely have uh, sported one back in the day.
0: Yeah, I kind of sure. had one, too, because I was a huge Don Johnson fan, like oh. Miami Vice. Like I wanted. Did he to, have one? He did. He it, did, was, right? It was, kinda, it was a small mullet, but it was long yeah. back here, but he had the spike on top, right? Yeah. And I had that hairdo, and I had his outfit. Like, that's what, like, my Easter outfit was, like, a Miami Vice <laughs> outfit. Like, I, I wanted to be Don Johnson <laughs> so bad as a kid. So. Look at the Easter Bunny brought you tubs for, <laughs> for Easter. Yeah. <laughs> I really just wanted the Desterosa. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, we're going to wrap this up, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll come back on the other side and finish up. All right. Girl, you know it's, yes, you know it's true. ooh, ooh. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. We're gonna wrap this up. Uh, we went a little bit over on the first uh, first segment, so we're gonna wrap this up real fast. But uh, hey, uh, we we recommend you watch uh, Operation Odessa. And uh,
1: it's a fun time. And stay away from fanny packs.
0: Stay away from fanny packs. And feel free to uh, you know you know uh, check out our Facebook page, Two Average Ordinary Guys yep. uh, on Facebook. And uh, you know tell us on on the Facebook page what '80s things you don't like and you do like, and let us know what you thought about Operation Odessa.
1: I can tell you, though, that people with sloped shoulders will not like the show.
0: They're not. Jaw Rule is totally. I mean, I'm glad fire happened. It's probably going to kill glad you. Fire you, you, Festival happened. Otherwise, we would have been done. You're not going
1: to be loaning him $2,000 anytime soon. No,
0: <laughs> not at all. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, guys, and uh, we'll see you next time. See ya.